podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. Thanks for choosing this free Anfield Index podcast. If you'd prefer to listen to this or any of our other shows without adverts, then now's the time to check out Anfield Index Pro. With AI Pro, you can supercharge your entire listening experience. You'll not only get all of our podcasts without the ads, but you'll have them far faster with our quick publish feature available exclusively for subscribers. AI Pro also puts you in the heart of our sound studio with an option to listen to many of our shows live and interact with the podcasters in real time as the shows are recording. Upgrading couldn't be easier. AI Pro is available on all popular podcast platforms and we have our own apps for Apple and Android. Just head on over to AnfieldIndexPro.com and get started today. Hello and welcome to the Daily Red, your lunchtime catch-up on all things Liverpool FC on a Friday, the day before Liverpool travels south to take on Crystal Palace at Selhurst Park in a 7.45pm kickoff for reasons known only to the Premier League. Why the game is at quarter to eight and not at a normal time is anybody's guess. Uh, Jurgen Klopp has done his press conference in which he said... We have to do something in the summer. You have to do a lot more than something, Jürgen. You have to do an awful lot. This squad needs enormous change. And James Pierce has written some utter tripe in The Athletic, as is his want and his norm, uh, from the man who brought you great hits, such as No Glaring Gaps and Bang in the Mix for Major Honours, comes Team in Transition, and spending big, big money doesn't help. Utter garbage from Pierce. Liverpool need to spend a lot of money this summer. And they need to change a lot of things, including almost the entire midfield. Not just the starters, the depth players as well. The backup centre-backs, the backup right-back, and I would say we need a starting left-back as well. I think Josco Gvardiol can be both backup left-side centre-back and starting left-back. And when he needs to play instead of Virgil, Andy Robertson can play at left back. So you're still strong in both positions. The other centre back can be somebody picked up on the cheap if need be, although it would be preferable if we just spend real money and bring in a high potential player who, when Ibu is out, can step in. Someone like Maxence Lacroix could be ideal. He's likely to be available from Wolfsburg. Fee won't be enormous. He's close friends with Ibu. He is exactly the type of centre-back we have tended to buy. Big, strong, powerful, quick, dominant in the air. Lacroix and Gvardiol and somebody on a free like Ola Eina would transform our backline. Then you can still keep Sepp Vandenberg around for numbers and for quota. You can keep Reese Williams around for numbers and for quota. Reese Williams isn't good enough, but as the 25th player in a 25-man squad, he's fine. Sepp may not be good enough, but again, as the 24th player in a 25-man squad, he's fine. And again, they're both homegrown as of next season. So they could replace Milner and Oxlade-Chamberlain in terms of the quota. Or let's say Milner and Nat Phillips. Ola Aina is also a homegrown player, so he would help. I've suggested before someone like Ron Robert Zeiler coming in as the third choice keeper instead of Alison, uh, instead of Adrian. I keep mixing their names up this week. 
Zealer instead of Adrian is another homegrown player. So he could replace Cuevin Kelleher in terms of quota. Pitaluga, I believe, is more than good enough, more than ready enough to step in as the backup goalkeeper. He needs games. He'd get games. You can sell Joe Gomez. He can be replaced in the quota by Curtis Jones. Sell Costas, Gomez, Matip, Kelleher. That would go a fair way towards funding Gvardiol. And if we had Alisson, Pitaluga, Zeeler as the goalkeepers, that would be pretty strong. Maybe maybe about the same as this season. Pitaluga a step back from Kelleher, but Zeeler a step up from Adrian. At right back, Trent and Aina, that's an improvement on what we've had this season. At left back, Gvardiol and Robbo, significant improvement on what we've had this year. And then the centre-backs... Ibu and Lacroix, Virgil and Sepp. Like I said, Gvardiol is actually the backup, but just for numbers purposes, Sepp. And then Reese Williams is the fifth one, but he'd actually be the sixth one because of Gvardiol. That's much better than what we have now. Yes, it would cost money. Getting better costs money. That's how we won things. We spent money, we got better. Realistically, you're looking at... 25 million, I think, for Gomez is fair. I think you get 12 maybe for Matip, about 8 for Nat Phillips. There's 45. 15 for Kelleher, 15 for. 15 for Costas. That brings you to about 75 million. Gvardiol's probably going to cost 100. So there's a 25 million net spend. Let's say 55 with Lacroix. It's 55 million. Your defense is a million times better. It's massively improved. 55 million. It's a big chunk of money without question. But you've improved each individual position in your defensive line in one way or another. Midfield is where we need the most work. We need three starters. If we're being honest, we need three starters. Everybody knows we want Jude. You would hope that the Jude money is set aside separately to the summer budget, that that is just a pot that is just labeled Jude. So whatever that money is, is that money. But we need two others, at least two others, ideally three others, but we'll we'll make do with, with two. So let's say it's Jude, Curtis, and Henderson as the right-sided options. Is it ideal? It's it's not bad. It's not bad. Henderson shouldn't be at the club next season, but he's going to be because no one wants him and he's on too much money. So Henderson, Curtis, and Jude as the right options. Manuel Ugarte is absolutely what's needed as the number six. He will cost about $40 million. I think you just sell Fabinho. Just, I think it's time to move him on. Take what you can get. I still think you'll have value. I still think you can get 25 million for him. You might find a club in Italy willing to take him on a loan with an obligation to buy. Do that. 
So you're about 15 million in. If Stefan is the, has to be the backup, Stefan has to be the backup there. I'd prefer him as the left-sided one, but I think it makes more sense to have him as the backup six. And Tyler Morton, if you wanted to keep him around, could be the third six, even though, again, I think he's better on the left side as, as an eight. But that's about a bit of 15 million spend. Then you've got the left-sided one. Manu Kone would be the cheapest option, about 40 million. Florentino Luis would be a really good option, but he'll cost about 50. Caicedo is the perfect one. He is the perfect fit there. He will cost somewhere in the region of 70 million. But if you're spending 70 on him and 15 on Ugart, 15 net with Fabinho going out, there's 85 plus the 55 in defense. It's 130 million. It's 130 million. And you end up with. Jude, Curtis, and Henderson as the right-sided options. Ugart and and Stefan as the six options. Caicedo and Thiago as the left-sided options. And then Morton can kind of fill fill in for either. Now, again, I'm not saying he's good enough, but he won't count towards the quota either way. He's kind of a free hit, and you could play him in the cups, whatever. But that's $130 million to sort defence and midfield. Plus the Jude money, let's say it's 120. That's $250 million net. It's a lot of money. It's an awful lot of money. But that's what's needed. The forwards you don't need to touch. Salah, Harvey, Doak as the right-sided options. Diaz, Jota or Gakpo, Carvalho as the left-sided options. Darwin, Jota or Gakpo and Kate Gordon as the nine options. You've got nine forward players there. You'd have eight midfielders. And you'd have nine defenders. Plus your three keepers. Now, some of them don't need to be registered in the 25-man squad. Like Pitaluga wouldn't need to be. Stefan Basetic wouldn't need to be. Ben Doak, Kate Gordon, Harvey Elliott, Fabio Carvalho, and Tyler Morton. None of them would need to be registered in the 25-man squad. But you'd more than hit your homegrown quota. The homegrown quota is is really a non-homegrown quota. You can only have 17 who are non-homegrown. We would have Allison, Ibu, Lacroix, Virgil, Robbo, Gvardiol, Ugart, Caicedo, Thiago, Salah, Darwin, Gakpo, Diaz, and Jota. I think that's right. I think that's 14. I think we'd be in pretty good shape. I do. I think we'd be in pretty good shape. 
It's 250 million though. And does anybody fancy these owners to put that kind of money in? Maybe if they sell 20% of the club and can get a billion, they might put 250 million in. Maybe. But major, major changes are needed at the club this summer. Both in terms of the playing staff, the coaching staff and the medical staff. Medical staff needs to be settled down and it needs to have more direction because based on that Simon Hughes piece that came out a few months ago, it just seems very frenetic. The coaching staff, I think Jürgen just needs to introduce a new voice because these players don't look like they're playing for them anymore. It looks like the message has stopped getting across. I know everybody got very excited because we beat Everton. We beat Newcastle, but we were poor against Newcastle and got outplayed. And Everton are shit. So you take very little from those games. The Real game is far more telling. And the Real game was very like the Wolves game, which is very like the Brighton game, which was very like the Brentford game. It doesn't look like any lessons have been learned. It certainly doesn't look like there's been any sort of response. Uh, there's a piece up on This Is Anfield about the game against Crystal Palace. Individual errors, chaos and overcommitting at 2-1. What went wrong versus Real Madrid? Players just didn't do their jobs. Simple as that. First goal, player runs away from his job. Second goal, Alisson brain fart. Third goal, stupid challenge by Joe Gomez. Appalling set-piece setup. Appalling defensive setup on that, that free kick. Anyone can explain why we've got six lads stood in a line like that. I'd love to know. Fourth goal, just a complete lack of effort. Complete lack of effort. Henderson, Virgil and Robbo all stood there looking at Benzema. Two of you need to go and make a challenge with one of Virgil and Robbo sticking with Rodrigo. But Henderson and either of the defenders need to be charging at him. And the last goal, it's awful by Fabinho. It's really, really poor by uh, by Stefan, again, it just comes down to a lack of effort. Lack of effort, lack of desire, lack of fight, lack of a willingness to take one for the team. There's no one in this team anymore that's willing to put themselves in the line for the team in, in terms of the defence in midfield. The forward players will do it. But none of these midfielders are worth a shit when it comes to a professional foul. That's cynical foul. Thiago will do it every now and then, but he ends up getting hurt. But I'll guarantee you, Luka Modric doesn't run by Thiago. Not a hope does he run by Thiago. Not a chance of it. And Benzema's not pricking about dribbling past our goalkeeper if Thiago's the one chasing back, because at least he puts a foot in. Um, four things from Jürgen's press conference. Kanate and Summer changes. Um... Ibu is close to a return, but Klopp is not keen to rush him back. Ibu is near, but had two sessions with us after a long injury. We are not sure if all the boys can play again after Madrid because of some knocks here and there. Sounds like he's setting up to drop one or two of them and wants to make excuses so that their feelings don't get hurt because, you know, mental midgets and stuff. Um, so we're not going to have Ibu tomorrow. That's what we can we can take from that. Uh, which is disappointing. On Liverpool.com, 
Liverpool Ford will return to former club as Jurgen Klopp wants three summer transfers. Three won't do anything. You buy two in midfield, you're half half arsing the job again. Central defender linked Alessandro Bastoni. You can throw that one in the bin. He won't be leaving. Uh, Gakpo to return. Cody Gakpo returned to the Netherlands to say farewell to the PSV fans. Oh, that's quite cool. I haven't seen that. Um, three players targeted. Liverpool are working on, oh, these three midfield moves. Okay. Three midfield moves is, is what's needed. Four is actually what's needed, but we'll, we'll live with three. We'll live with three. Um, Liverpool ready for major appointments and transfer overhaul as John Henry gives Liverpool what it needs. Uh, what it needs, John, is for you to sell up and go, but, you know, we, we, we're not going to get that. So the next best thing you can do is sell 30 to 40% and put a large percentage of that money back into the club so that the club can rejuvenate itself and, you know, make up for the fact that you made the club spend 200 million that you could have spent on infrastructure that raised the value of your asset by close to half a billion, putting more money in your pocket without any kind of outlay. And there's likewise been no outlay at all over your near 13 year tenure. So, you know, it is what it is. Um, it's obvious Liverpool is after Jude Bellingham, yada, yada. Um, there's a piece here mentioning uh, Maritz Kjallgaard, who is a very, very talented young Danish midfielder, um, not ready to come and start for a team like us, but very, very impressive for Salzburg last season and this. Wouldn't be against us adding him as as a as the fourth midfielder, but it, he would need to be the fourth. He's not ready to start. Uh, moving on, moving on. Anfieldindex.com. All hope far from lost in Liverpool's top four push. Uh, this piece was written by Young Henrold. Um, Henry is a very, very optimistic young fellow to give him his due. He yesterday was talking up the potential of finishing third. Uh, I think this piece also gives mention to the possibility of finishing third. We look more likely to finish 11th right now than third, but, you know, you've got to keep a bit of faith. Tony Evans, don't listen to the cloud cuckoo delusional spoiled brats. Um, I'll just keep my thoughts to myself on the stuff that Tony has written of late. Uh, Marcus Crush, top CV, but concerns if Klopp's man. I don't think he has a top CV. Don't think he's done anything yet to warrant. Um, suggesting a top CV. Uh, he was not involved in the recruitment of Christopher Nkunku. Dominic Z- uh, Zaboslai, um, I mean, he was basically playing for the reserves in Salzburg. Gvardiol was his big get there. That was his 
he the, the one he can hang his hat on at Leipzig is Josco Gvardiol. Um, but there would be concerns if he were to arrive and he were Jürgen's pick. Because Jürgen really shouldn't be having the final say, or much of a say, really, in who the sporting director is. But it is what it is. Uh, there's a post-mortem on Real Madrid. I can only imagine that is a horrendous, a horrendous read because... It, It'll be a well-written piece, don't get me wrong, but it will be a horrendous thing to relive. There's a new scouted, myself and Carl looking at Crystal Palace. There's a new Euro incision with Nina and Guy. There is a Molby on the spot, Trevignan digging into the Real game. Have a listen to that. And then there is an under pressure, uh, Dan Rhodes and Phil Barter discussing the Real Madrid game. So do give that one a listen as well. And that's all I've got today. I don't have the energy for much more. I'll see you on Monday. Take care of yourselves. Bye-bye. We hope you enjoyed listening to this Anfield Index show. Please be sure to subscribe to our channel so future podcasts find their way to your device automatically. There's nothing quite like fan engagement. And we'd love to know what you think of anything discussed on this show. The best way to get in touch is over on our free Discord community, where both podcasters and listeners debate the hottest LFC topics 24-7. Sign up free now at anfieldindex.com forward slash discord. You won't regret it. You can also follow us on Twitter at Anfield Index and find us on Facebook by searching for Anfield Index. Oh, and before you go, we'd love it if you could leave us a five-star review on your favourite podcast app. It only takes a couple of seconds, and it means the world to the people who create these free shows. Sports Social Podcast Network.